You're listening to the Get Cliterate Podcast, a space dedicated to discussing things like hormones, menstruation, vaginas, sexual wellness, and all of the taboo topics in between. I'm your host, holistic health practitioner and period coach, Callie Shea. I have to say that I cannot get over that intro music. It is banging. I get so excited to just start recording an episode because I listen to that right beforehand and it gets me so hyped. And this is a topic that I'm very hyped about. What topic am I not hyped about though, to be honest? When have you ever heard me get on an episode or on a live or on my stories and be like, you know what? I'm just not super excited about this topic. I'm not excited to talk about my period. You've never heard that. That's never come out of my mouth. It probably never will. Here we are back again with another topic that I'm pumped about because this is kind of a hot topic. This is kind of one that isn't always well received and I understand why we can talk about that in just a second, but you know, this is some, this is a topic I get a lot of pushback on. Um, I get a lot of people who are like, oh my God, thank God you're talking about this. This is a huge relief. That's like 90% of the feedback I get, but 10% is like, fuck you for saying this, you're wrong. So we're going to break down cramps today. The fact that they are common, but they are not normal. So this can really rub people the wrong way. And I understand why, because to hear someone tell you that the pain that you experience probably frequently, probably monthly, probably for multiple days per month to hear that that is not normal feels so infuriating. So I get it. I get why it pisses people off, but I want to emphasize that my intention behind sharing this stuff is always to empower you with the fact that there are other options, that there is an opportunity to educate yourself on this, that you do not have to be in discomfort. If you choose to be absolutely rock on with your bad self, like you do what you need to do. But I want to let you know that that's not the only option. Your only option isn't just to be, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to suck this up. I'm going to deal with the discomfort and the pain. And this is my life now. Because that's really what we're told about cramps. It's like, oh, everyone has them. So cramps are common. They're not normal. Let's break this down. Let's talk about why we get cramps in the first place. And let's chat about solutions. So the average period cramp is something called primary dysmenorrhea. This is caused by a group of lipids called prostaglandins, and they can feel like, these cramps can feel like a throbbing or a cramping sensation in the lower abdomen, back, or even down your thighs. Some people describe it as a dull ache, while others describe it as something deeper and much more painful. Cramps generally start one to three days before your period and subside in two to three days after you start. Obviously, every single body is different. So this is just a standard time frame. It can fluctuate from person to person, body to body. Symptoms that can and typically do go hand in hand with period cramps include headaches, dizziness, nausea, loose stool, the common period poops. We've all been there. We've all gotten that. But here's the deal. Periods are not meant to be painful. If that sounds like a bunch of bullshit, then I encourage you to chat with any of my clients because they can vouch for this experience. Oh, but every person that that has a period that I know has cramps or everybody has cramps. For sure. Most people do have cramps. In fact, the ACOG states that, quote, more than half of women who menstruate have some pain for one to two days each month. That sucks. I hate that. I could not hate that more. That does not make it a normal health status or something that you have to simply tolerate and settle for just because, quote, everybody does it. 
everybody has it. If I said, oh, the majority of people I know run a fever every day, would you think that was medically normal? No, definitely not. The medical definition of normal is key here. It's defined as functioning or occurring in a natural way, lacking observable abnormalities or deficiencies. An alternative definition is occurring naturally and not because of disease, inoculation, or any experimental treatment. Okay, so we've got that. Let's go back to these prostaglandins that cause primary dysmenorrhea. They are an essential part of the process of menstruating. We love them. They need to be part of the process. We don't want to get rid of them. We simply don't want too many of them. Prostaglandins have a wonderful job of helping to trigger a healing process. They have a role in the body. They're here for a purpose. They play a key role with muscle contractions and supporting the body when we're ovulating, menstruating, and during labor. They're amazing and we want them. They do lots of other stuff, but we're going to focus on the menstruation, ovulation, labor part. Obviously, that is relevant here. Um, They're amazing. We want them. We want them in our system. I've said that like 800 times. We love them. But when we have an overproduction of prostaglandins, we can end up with pain, this discomfort that we all know as period cramps. And that pain is not normal during menstruation. Yes, our muscles are contracting to push out blood and tissue. Of course, that's happening. Your uterus is contracting. That's part of its job is to help release blood and tissue during your period. But think about how many muscle contractions happen all day long in our bodies that are not painful. Muscles contracting is not a viable reason for pain. So what triggers an overproduction of prostaglandins? Inflammation and injury. That's what prostaglandins are responding to. That means working on reducing cramps looks like managing inflammation. If you haven't already, make sure that you listen to episode 16 on inflammation and listen to the rest of this episode for tips and what to do. Hello, sluts and whores and cutie BB angels. I am popping in with a PSA. There is tons of information about cramps and hormone health across the podcast, my social media, my website, and this particular episode of the podcast that you can use to start working on things like hormone health and inflammation levels. But if you want the step-by-step, the magic sauce, the tried and true, I'm running out of anecdotes here. If you want everything wrapped up in a magical little bow, laid out for you day by day for addressing hormone issues like cramps, acne, hair loss, cysts, PCOS, you name it, that is Hormone Bootcamp. Hormone Bootcamp is my signature program that is packed with information, but more than that, action steps. What's all the information without all the action, you know? It is designed to help my clients get where they want to go. You get the main Hormone Bootcamp course, some bitchin' bonus courses, the steps for how my clients ditch hormonal birth control if that's a goal for you, monthly group calls, a Facebook group for support, a workout plan, nutrition guidance. Trust me, I have covered all the bases. The details and the info page are linked in the show notes. There is a pay in full option or an extended payment plan of $47 per month for 12 months, which comes out to less than $1.60 per day. That is less than the average cup of coffee. I'm just saying. If you have questions about this, DM me back to the episode. So I'm over here hyping you up about a painless period. Stay with me. A painless period does not mean that you're necessarily going to feel like your best self every day of your period, and that is okay. Let's talk about expectations. You might feel amazing. I love a good high vibe period day. Trust me, there is nothing better. But it is also totally normal to feel a little tired, notice a change in appetite, maybe feel some movement or a twinge in your abdomen or around that area because, yes, your body is expelling blood and tissue and cervical fluid. But that's about it. Cycles should be relatively symptomless and most definitely painless. 
Your period should not be keeping you from living your life. And that's really what I want to emphasize in this episode is that pain is not normal because it's preventing you from doing your day-to-day activities, living your life, feeling good. I am a huge advocate of rest on your period and getting as much downtime during your period as possible. Like you will find me in a robe on my couch, vegging out. But I want that to be voluntary, not missing school or work or social events or whatever due to pain, extreme discomfort, or other period symptoms. Another type of pain that we need to touch on and talk about that people experience during menstruation is called secondary dysmenorrhea. This pain is separate from cramping and caused by a disorder in the reproductive organs. Some examples of causes for secondary dysmenorrhea could be endometriosis, fibroids, adenomyosis, PID, and cervical stenosis, and they usually require a proper diagnosis. People with any of these can absolutely benefit from working on inflammation, nutrition, and other things that I would do with clients who have primary dysmenorrhea. But secondary dysmenorrhea may potentially require a specific treatment plan that could include surgery depending on what's going on. Usually secondary dysmenorrhea is described as unbearable pain, and that can sometimes make it hard to tell the difference between primary and secondary dysmenorrhea because primary dysmenorrhea can also be extremely painful. This makes me think of a private client that came to me because she had intense period pain and really using the word intense feels like an injustice. And I am sharing this with permission. She would regularly collapse from pain, had to call her parents to drive to her apartment to help her. She went to the hospital many times because the pain was so bad. She had no diagnoses of secondary secondary dysmenorrhea. Oh my God. And um, we were able to get control of the pain through managing inflammation levels. And we worked on her nutrition. Um, We added in a few key supplements and she was able to get that under control. But if you were unsure of what you were dealing with, what's going on in your system, see if you can find a doctor who you trust and can communicate with to help rule out any disorders that may be causing your pain if you feel it's very extreme or um, maybe going into that secondary dysmenorrhea territory. So now what do we do about this? Commonly, hormonal birth control is prescribed to help with cramps. We've all heard that. We've probably all been offered that at some point. But we chatted about this in episode seven, HPC does not solve period problems. In short, when it comes to primary dysmenorrhea, HPC isn't addressing why we have an overproduction of prostaglandins. It is just putting a bandaid over the issue while potentially making the issue and other issues worse in the background. If we can work on why we are dealing with them, we may not have to rely on a medication to do it for us. With secondary dysmenorrhea, it could be a little bit different. HPC can be part of a treatment plan for chronic debilitating disorders. That does not mean that it has to be the solution. I've had plenty of clients who manage endometriosis, for example, very comfortably without HPC. And I think that both HPC and not being on HPC can be worth exploring. The reasons for the disorder that we're experiencing could be contributed to by inflammation, gut health, hormonal imbalances and such. And working on that can eliminate or reduce pain depending on the disorder, but also HBC may play a role in ongoing management too, and that's okay. Just worth exploring your options and educating yourselves on both sides. My issue is never with HBC. It's a medication with a function, and I think it can be very useful. Unfortunately, it does come with side effects, as do many medications, and I speak to that a lot. My issue with HBC is that I see it being used for things that may be able to be addressed at the root cause, such as primary dysmenorrhea. And we often go on it without knowing how it actually impacts our bodies. I can tell you, I did not have any idea about what HPC 
does to my body when I went on it in high school. I had no clue what was going on. I knew there were side effects, right? We're all given those side effects, um, like with any medication. And I do not feel like I consented to all of the things that I put my body through. And I just wasn't well informed. And I think a lot of us have had that experience. So many people of this, so many members of this community that I talk to, so many people I talk to had that same experience where I don't feel like they were well informed or well educated before making that decision. I will end up on a rant about this for hours. So we are going to move on. Um, but check out episode 17. I go into different HBC myths and break them down. And this is kind of one of them. So let's talk big picture stuff to start looking into and putting a plan together for cramps. Look into reducing inflammation. That is like number one place to start. Make sure you're eating enough. You're nourishing your body well. I feel like that's just a pillar of taking care of your body as a whole, but also your hormones. Um, Look into supporting your gut health. Obviously, I'm giving you like broad umbrella topics, but this is where you can start digging into the research and putting something together for yourself if that's what you feel like is your next step. Um, Make sure you're sleeping well. Listen to episode 20 of the podcast about sleep. All of the main pillars that I discuss often and we tackle inside of Hormone Boot Camp, that is really the next step to digging into cramps. Short-term, quick relief. I know that's what you want to hear about. Like, what can I do today for my cramps that will make a difference today? I love magnesium. Amazing supplement. I take it all month long, every single day. It can help with a variety of hormone things, but can be great for cramps too. Just make sure you do your research on different types of magnesium and uh, make sure it is safe for you to take, confirm with a doctor, make sure that it doesn't conflict with any medications you're on. You know the drill. Another one, CBD oil and or THC products obviously depends on what you can get quality wise as well as safety and legality of it. But um, for CBDs, I love the brand New Leaf and they also have Delta 8 capsules. Um, Next one is Cramp Bark. I swear by this. You can get it in a capsule or a tea and I usually sip on it leading up to and during my period. I also just got a PR package recently from a brand called Soulful Tea Blends. Absolutely obsessed. It is so well done, a very intentional product, absolutely beautiful, and a really, really fun thing to add into your day. Like I wake up excited every morning to drink these teas now. And this is not an advertisement. I'm just throwing it out there. Really love this brand. just look them up on Instagram or, you know, Google, whatever, the internets. Um, Sobel Tea Blend, they've got one for menstruation as well. Um, but back to cramp bark. This can be a tea or a capsule. Love to sip on it. it. It's in the name, cramp bark. It's really shown to be very beneficial for cramps. And ibuprofen. Look, I am not a huge fan of NSAIDs. There is a ton of research on their impact on the gut. But I personally can justify it a couple of times per month if and when necessary. Ideally, the goal would be to get to a place where your cramps are not requiring you to take something. But in the meantime, while you're working on that or every once in a while, I personally don't see an issue with it. I just encourage you to do some research on that and see if it's something you're okay with and comfortable with. So to wrap up another episode of Get Clitoret, you've got some homework to do, my friend. Go listen to episode 16 on inflammation, possibly episode 7 on HBC myths, episode 20 on sleep, And of course, if you have questions, please join us and post them in the Get Clitter at Facebook group. It is linked in the show notes. We are here for support. I will see you in the next episode. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Get Clitorate. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Get Clitorate and join us in the free Get Clitorate Facebook group linked in show notes.